feel like right now we're fading out of obscurity and oh, then is, was there a cold open or now we are, we're emerging out of our theme song yeah it's kind of that's an option so we can stop okay. right now and then restart no no I, I love it i think we're already in hello already and in. welcome to episode two of chris and jack's podcast pilots the podcast a show podcast where, we... where we don't really know what our podcast is but we're gonna find it out in real time with you Maybe, so we're going to po- do two different pilots for two different podcasts, and after doing a bunch of these, maybe we'll be like, that was it. Back there, episode six, podcast number one, that should be our podcast forever, and then we just abandon this crappy premise, and then we just make that podcast forever. But for now, we live in this crappy premise where we're going to do two podcast pilots for you today, and we'll see if either of them are, are worthy of... Uh, of uh, being our podcast, how you doing, what's Chris? Fun, what's fun about this for me is there's an element. The, the, the element of surprise is exciting because largely we're not pre-chatting these beyond like the need of any kind of something specific about that premise. Granted, well, the, we've only done one. one. We've only, we've done, only done one, one so far, so there's not a lot of like track record to. And point one to. of our podcasts this week uh, was pre-chatted in the previous episode we came up with this as a potential pilot so we'll be doing we'll be doing one that that had some amount of pre-chat but by and large we're not pre-chatting we're surprising the other person with what we're doing and uh we are uh as i've mentioned before and we'll mention again we're not really doing a lot of research to see if these are already podcasts maybe somebody else is already doing this podcast we didn't check okay <laughs> my guess is the one that we're bringing in today that that uh, uh is on the heels of pre- of of last week's or last month's podcast uh yeah, probably fanzine. doesn't exist but fanzine, exist. if it does sorry y'all we're going to we're we're updating and recreating it you know <laughs> one um, thing i've also that, enjoyed yeah. sorry jack one thing i've also enjoyed is learning from last week is that i'm uh, um my mouth is so much closer to the microphone i'm feeling yes. so much more present i didn't feel we're like my mouth was close enough to the settings. microphone last time we're getting it. We're finding it. I was we very present on this mic. But yeah, now we got a podcast about podcasts. So let's uh let's have no further edgeware and let's uh let's jump in. As as you may recall, we're gonna give each of these 30 minutes to give them like a real true and proper test run. Uh and we'll see how they go. Should we start, Chris? Yeah, we're flipping we're flipping Zane? from last we're flipping from last time's order, right? Because last time I went first, then you went first. This time we're having you go first, and yeah. then I will go. Second. I'm bringing Fanzane. We talked about it last week. It's a phantom podcast. I realize in the glow of the of it coming up in the moment, uh, I realize in the aftermath, Fanzane, excellent name for a fanzine about Phantom. Mediocre name for a podcast about Phantom, but here we are. <laughs> so I'm going to set a timer. Also, you have to spell it for everybody. Fan. Zane. P-H-A-N-Z-A-N-E. It's like a fanzine for Phantom, and the fan spelled like Phantom, and the Zane is like Billy Zane. Star okay. Billy Zane of The Phantom. 30 minutes on the clock. I assume all of you watched The Phantom in preparation for this podcast. I'd also like to remind you, this is a pilot for a podcast that hopefully we would be able to do every week. So, though we will have a lot of our initial reactions <laughs> to watching The Phantom for the first time, in uh, uh, twenty years, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we, I'd, I'd like us to think about what would this be, you know, if we did it every week, once, once a week. That, <laughs> that, that, I think that's an important rubric 
for for this. I think yeah. also, obviously, everyone that's listening has watched it because we did that one tweet that told you to watch it. Will, will, before will this you, one. Are you going to do that? Maybe. <laughs> Okay, but if we did, to, I don't think everybody that. sees our tweets. If not, perfect time to pause <laughs> this podcast and go watch 1996's The Phantom, available now on Amazon Prime and Paramount Plus. Uh, but you said you rented it. <laughs> I, I I don't know how you saw. I rented it through Apple yeah. TV. I just nah, go dude, there Amazon, usually. To rent Amazon it. Prime streaming oh. for free and Paramount Plus. If you got that one, I, I just know. thought such a pr- premier piece of content you'd have to really pay for. <laughs> Um, so, uh, uh, the Phantom 1996, uh, first of all, Chris, just give me real flash response. How'd you like it? (laughs) Well, let me first, let me, let me preface that by saying I was deeply, deeply proud that the one plot detail I remembered of a guy getting stabbed in the eyes through a mi- from a microscope, adjusting the fine focus knob, and that it stabs him in the eyes. I was so happy that that was in this movie because the second the movie started, I was like, I don't remember any of this. Is this the movie I was? What the hell is this? What is this like crazy colonial fucking? Uh, I've immediately panicked, and I'm like, is this Eddie? Is this even? And then I was I was immediately convinced. I convinced myself that instead of the Phantom, the movie I was remembering was The Shadow, uh, which is based on. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was that Alec Baldwin, like 1994, The Shadow. Um, and I was like, I've never seen The Phantom. What is this? But I've seen The Phantom. That guy gets stabbed in the eyes. I think it's important also to give, uh, I'm realizing, a little bit of context. From last week, The Phantom came up because I had made comics as a kid unwittingly that I like drew. Just like I found I I watched that movie a ton as a kid. I didn't yes. remember much of it, but I, I drew a bunch of Phantom comics that I just kind of did my own world building. and then. In rewatching it, quickly realized I didn't remember a lot of that movie. Jack. I didn't remember any of it. I feel like we can stumble <laughs> through the plot for people that may okay, not great. have seen it. So it's based on uh, comics from that started in. So it's this movie is set in the 30s. The comics started being uh, released in the 30s. So presumably they were not a period piece at the time. Uh, at, and also, I found out they're the first. This is the first like uh, uh, spandex superhero. Basically, it's the first like costumed crime fighter with spandex. Didn't do a lot of research. Don't tell me if that's wrong. I well, don't want to say as spandex goes. They really leaned into it. They went. They went. They're like, okay, we're gonna make it very clear. This guy is supposedly a ghost that no one can see in the jungle. But yeah. in the green jungle, we're gonna put him in bright purple spandex because nothing says and, that he'll blend in with the shadows like that. And Billy Zane. Doing great in that Doing spandex. Great. He is a uh, he's a handsome man in this movie. Let's let's get that out of the way up front. This of is Van Zane. We are a at the very least huge Billy Zane fan podcast. So yes. <laughs> the 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 and the movie I feel like really showcases a lot of his best attributes, yeah. both physically and from an acting standpoint. I think there's some fun that he has in there. Yeah, would you say that character has fun? <laughs> I would say he has some fun. He has some fun. I would say as the bar of all performances go, generally speaking in there, yeah. He's the one that I kind of sometimes was like, well there's kind of somebody doing something there now. Oh, I'm going to say uh, oh, let's talk about it, Chris, cuz there is a there's one performance in this movie that I just straight up loved through and through. Treat Williams as the villain Xander Xander Drax. 
I think is having such a good time. We <laughs> and I was completely we have there. To, for we it. have to talk. We have to talk about that. Well, okay. The, the, just before we before we dive into basic it, just gist. the the, the bis- basic gist of this movie. Yeah, there's there's a fabled guardian of this kind of jungle, but I think the, the world at large to walks. a degree. Well, it's this jungle. It's Bangala jungle, which is a fictional jungle uh, implied to be in in Asia. Yeah, just somewhere. like Thailand, something like yeah. that. Yeah, um, I read in the that in the comics, sometimes it's in Africa, sometimes it's in Asia. It's not. Yeah, it's not clear. Nope. Uh, <laughs> that makes it evergreen, man. It could be anywhere. Yeah. It could be any of us. Um, so this, so, so the, the backstory is that the phantom, uh, is that somebody was on a pirate ship. Some British guy was on a pirate ship. He crash lands when his dad is killed and he crashes into this jungle and he's found by the locals and it's a real weird white savior thing where they're just like, this guy's amazing. Give him powers. Uh, and for some reason they give this baby a very important role. Uh, uh, although the phantom does not. So then, and then, so then, uh, this role of the phantom of the ghost who walks, this guardian of the Bengala jungle, uh, is passed down generation by generation from one father to its, to his son. Uh, uh, with no like superpowers or anything. This is a classic Batman style, like just a crime fighter uh, with his own guile. And a big part of his like ability to defeat things is sort of the myth making around the Phantom that the Phantom cannot be killed, uh, which we find out is because it's just the neck when you kill him, his son pops up. Cool idea. Cool idea. Um, so there we go. That's the that's the backstory, and then that we within get the in con- a beautiful construct montage. of this movie, we've got lore around these three skulls that if they yep. come together, they they harness a power the likes of which mankind has never known nor should know. Except there's this villainous mastermind, Drax, Xander Drax, that's out to gather the skulls. Got some henchmen doing it. Phantoms bump, bumping up against them, stopping that. In his purple spandex out there, really kind of like not doing great fighting. He he, he, he comes in and out of it, you know, generally is kicking some ass. He get, very quickly gets his butt kicked often. He does. It's also, it was very surprising to me that he's just got guns. Like there's yeah. so much like myth making around him. And it's like, oh, he's the this uh, trained in like mystic uh, Asian arts. And he's on a horse tra- flanked by a wolf called Devil. And then he just is chasing these bad guys down and just pulls friggin' guns out. And just it really, I think this is pistols. an origin story for John Wick. This is I where guess. it all came from. Whoa. The wow. ghost that wicks. The ghost, the ghost that wicks. John Wick's riding a horse. By the he way, did you people... catch did you catch the fun that his name is Kit Walker? The family, they're called the Walkers because oh. they're the ghosts who walk. I think it's now now catch that? I can confidently say it's the perfect movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong or problematic about this movie whatsoever. So somebody's chasing down these skulls. Uh, uh, he sends his henchmen out to the jungle to get the skulls. We got James Remar, who's in everything. Mm. Uh, he's he's a, a lead henchman. Uh, 
The Phantom shows up. The Phantom gets quickly defeated. The guys escape with the skull. It's not, he's not a good Phantom. No. Um, <laughs> then uh, we find out about a newspaper tycoon who knows that Xander Drax is up to something no good. So he's going to send his niece to the jungle to figure out what's going on. Am I? Is this all correct? I think so. Okay, because she I'm volunteers because she's like, yeah. Uncle Michael, you can't. I was just in the Yukon. I'm clearly someone that can handle the extreme weather situations. Do we have any sense of her qualifications? Because she's visually, they they make her seem like an Amelia Earhart type of like, uh, you know, like uh, impressive lady soldier, adventurer, but it's never really clear. And then at all the times where you think that would come into play, it doesn't. She never. Nope. (laughs) Holds a gun or flies a plane and always lets Billy Zane do everything. <laughs> so it's like, what? But if? sometimes she wants to lead when they run away. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was basically what they did. And he does not let her. And he does not it's let a her. Great movie. Awesome. The <laughs> there's 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 a lot of so, ins and outs. There's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of things that happen plot wise. But that's the general gist. And hey, she's, spoiler alert: Phantom wins. Phantom, Phantom saves wins. the day. Yeah, she's sent to go find out what's going on in the jungle. She gets kidnapped by Catherine Zeta-Jones. Billy Zane breaks her out of a ship. They both chase Drax to New York City. We realize that they were friends when they were kids because he was schooled in America for some reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) And then they find two skulls. Two skulls lead to the third skull. The third skull is somewhere, again, somewhere in like an Asian, uh, vague Asian setting. Uh, uh, They go to find the third skull. They fight some pirates, submarine, Billy Zane wins. Boom. So here's my experience watching this movie again. And I feel like I'm feeling like we can all relate to dusting off a movie that you haven't seen in a long time as a kid. But you decide, like, I love that movie. This was a movie that I was like, I had rediscovered when we were talking about it last time. (laughs) And and then only fond memories, only fond memories. (laughs) Something caused me to even want to go so far as to literally make fan-made comics of this movie. It was one that got viewed a bunch as a kid. And then in watching it, I started to have this existential crisis because, <laughs> guys, there's there's some... Uh, uh, it doesn't hold up from uh, in, in, in many regards, but I'll say primarily they don't treat women very well in this in this movie. And it gave me a real head-scratch moment, kind of like a moment where I'm like, did this subconsciously shape some of my viewpoints about how like the inner workings of the world go like did my my spongy kid brain decide that like oh yeah that's how gender roles work and uh and women are essentially used in this movie as straight like comedically props yeah yeah um because even Catherine zeta jones is like introduced as like Okay, she's just here as like an ass kicker. She like comes in and is like taking over the ship. And then the second like hot Billy Zane is around, she's just like hyper, hyper sexual and stops doing anything that she cared about. Is just like, oh, I got a crush on him. Do you have a crush on him? We all got crushes. I think you're in love. You guys got crushes. Um, It's pretty bad. There's a lot of just like willy nilly kissing going on in there too, or it's just like, uh, uh, like I can't remember the the the, the paper tycoon's niece, our our female lead. She's like at this party, and then is in like a in like the the back of the mansion, and then this like 
suitor just comes up to just straight straight up just like is leaning over the side of her and then just pulls her in for a kiss and then like it yeah. lets her go back to eating her food. Catherine Zeta Jones just food, kisses which Billy was Zane. Just a very large mayonnaise sandwich. She slathers mayonnaise <laughs> right. on it for the first like three minutes she's on screen. She's just mayonnaising a She piece just got of back from bread. the Yukon, you know? You gotta you gotta <laughs> start needs- building up that layer again for warmth. Yeah. It was, uh, it just, it was a profound experience in just like how <laughs> not only the world has changed, but how much like the, the, uh, um, movies at large have changed, but also it was interesting in watching it with some more, um, like hindsight and having known more about movies, there's some like direct ripoff stuff going on in there. Like the scene, like the opening scene is so much Indiana Jones, like literally when he when the phantom comes in and is knocking the henchman out of the truck, I want to see a side by side split screen yeah. <laughs> of when Indiana Jones and Raiders is knocking out the Nazi that's taking the Ark of the Covenant in the truck. And then this scene, because I want to say even the choreography and the angles are identical. It's insane. It's very. Yeah, it's like it's in that like, is it an homage or is it are you just straight ripping it? Right. Um, I looked up the director, Simon Winsor. I would bet you dollars to donuts. What is that phrase, by the way? I just that thought. <laughs> means you pay someone in donuts yeah. to, but is that a eat good- them and then make and then the and then you make a mukbang video and that gets you money in ad share. So it's a so it's a one to one ratio, or the idea is like if you're betting, you're getting you're getting a higher payout because the donuts can turn back into more money by through your mukbang. Yes, ad, donuts ad are higher. Share. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, dollars to mukbang donuts that Simon Winsor got this uh, got this job. Uh, first of all, let me just say, if if I as a child like cared about who directed films and sought out the films of who directed, you know, uh, as I do now, um, I would have been all about Simon Winsor in the early '90s. Okay. Free Willy, Operation oh. Dumbo Drop. Operation Simon, and then the Phantom. I was right. I was in the Simon Simon Windsor pocket. Uh, But the the thing that got him this gig, I would bet, donuts for donuts. I'm I'm leveling up. Uh, He directed many, many, many episodes and made for TV movies of Young Indiana Jones. Okay. There's our Indiana Jones connection too. He's like li- he's living in the Indiana Jones world right around the time he's making Phantom. So he's just straight ripping. I wonder also if maybe there's a lot. I mean, it seemed like it was based off of char- it was based off of the character the Phantom from another book from or, comics. or, or yeah. from comic from comics. So not knowing anything about the original comics, I wonder if there were a lot of things in this movie that required. Some, you know, like some of the things that seemed a little ridiculous had to be in there because that little ridiculous thing was back in the comics from the 50s. Yeah, that, I'm sure there's some of that. I mean, it seems like like in reading the in the five minute Wikipedia thing I did about it, it seemed like they changed it from like a African colonial setting to an Asian colonial setting, which is an interesting. I mean, they're both terrible. And I'm curious why in 1996 that was deemed one was deemed more acceptable yeah uh, but uh yeah i'm sure there were some updates and modernizations um but 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 some big callbacks what are the classic gotta have them phantom moments right um 
Apparently, I'll say one of the one of the moments that 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 struck me most that I yes. that was never addressed. They never talked about it again, and I'm like, "What the fuck was that? What just happened there?" Is that in our cold open when they find when these henchmen finally get the skulls? Yeah, this one guy's just going digging around. The, gets this skull out of a box, and there's this yeah. mummy there, and then the mummy's hands, yep. jolt to life, yep. choke him to death. Yeah, they 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 like go to their buddy and say like, "Huh, well, he's dead. We got the skull." <laughs> so. And that, they flee, and they leave the body. And they leave and the should, body. It should be said, it, this all happens incredibly slowly. <laughs> there is so much time to run up there and grab them. Uh, they just shoot at a at a weird mummy from afar. Uh, there's no major effort made to save this guy. No, and and just the amount of like up to that point, I, I didn't I didn't realize this was like a magic movie or that there was like, I thought it yeah. was like like it was undercutting all of that stuff. Like the Phantom is a ghost, but actually he's a real person. So when suddenly this mummy comes to life, I was like, OK, where's the contraption, the ropes that are going to show that? Oh, the, it was a Phantom's like little booby trap that made it. No, look no, like, no. No, just a mummy straight up. Just very straight slowly, up, slowly <laughs> choked this guy. Um, um, my well, my that... windscreen popped off, by the way. Do you see this? Oh, just hold it the whole time. This yeah. is great for our video viewers. <laughs> Um, Chris, that leads us perfect, uh, uh, perfect transition to one of the recurring segments on Fanzane. There's a couple of great recurring segments that just come back every time we do an episode of Fanzane. Um, this one is is called. Um, hold on, there's a song. <clears throat> did 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 you find it? Did 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 distracting? Did did you find it? Did did distracting? Did you find it distracting? Did you find it distracting? <laughs> uh, obviously, you found it distracting that the magic of that choking mummy was never brought up again and didn't seem to work in a very clear, understandable way. I've yes. got a few other did you find it distracting questions where I will ask you a question. You'll tell me, did you find it distracting? I'm ready. <laughs> and my answer is going to be yes to all of them, I think. Did you find it distracting that the the villains on the boat um they they get attacked by the wolf. Billy Zane has a wolf called named Devil and they get attacked by that wolf who comes in at the perfect moment to save Phantom uh uh and and uh what's the woman's name? They didn't make us Amelia care. Earhart. <laughs> Amelia Earhart. Yeah. The wolf comes in to save them. He attacks James Remar, throws him down. Oh my gosh. Then Phantom escapes. Then we cut back multiple times to them watching Phantom escape and the wolf is just hanging out and they're just <laughs> chilling. With The wolf attacks them and then they're just pretty fine with the wolf from that point on. Nobody's like, and kill this guy's wolf. Nobody even locks it up and they're all friendly with the wolf. Did you find that distracting? Yes, Jack. Yes. <laughs> Did you find it distracting, Chris, um, that – so it's been 400 years that we've had the Phantom in this jungle living in the Bengala jungle. Uh, uh, yeah. did, you did you find it distracting, one, that somehow it's still – still the Phantom is like an old British guy. They say it's like 20 generations and like not once – not once did they <laughs> – 
Uh, but more specifically, did you find it distracting that we never hear about any of the moms and wives? Like, it's a big plot point that they pass this on. And did they never have, what if they have two sons? Who becomes the Phantom? What if they have daughters? Who, what, what do they do? What if they have a son who's not that into being the Phantom? What if they have a bookish son? Did you find this distracting? I found it. An opportunity for countless spinoffs for some kid that's making comic books up in South Lake Tahoe somewhere. <laughs> Is that what it covered? Were you the like the rejected could have been have Phantom? I have to find these because I hope that I was like doing God's work by plugging all the plot, plot holes. That's what I really hope my yeah, little yeah, kid yeah. brain was doing. Did you find it distracting that when they flee from uh, New York to... Uh, to whatever the name of the like mysterious Bermuda Triangle like island of our third act is, uh, that Billy Zane jumps on the side of the plane mm-hmm. and uh, hangs on to the side <laughs> of the plane for the duration of what had to be at least an 18-hour biplane <laughs> flight. Uh, and when we cut to him, they jostle the plane a little, and he like almost falls off and catches himself, and is like, "Whoo!" But this is the end of an eighteen-hour <laughs> flight where that has happened hundreds of times. But every time they cut to him in that montage, you can see he's a little cold, and 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 it's it's yeah. a laborious thing. So my guess is, I think they I, it wasn't too distracting for me, Jack. Okay, I think I the found performance that was strong. But, uh, that's fair. That's fair. They sold it. Um, did you find it distracting? And this is the thing that I found most distracting of all. Did you find it distracting? What's the, what is the, what is the dad? (laughs) So (laughs) his dad is dead and his dad keeps appearing uh, to talk to him. This is a common trope. Uh, A lot of times. situation. Yeah. And a lot of times it's just like a vision that the main character is sort of processing this loss by talking to that character. That's definitely not what this is because the dad gives a ton of important exposition that only he could know. Yes. So is he? So somehow the presumption ghost? is that. Is that a real ghost? The presumption is that then if he is just in Billy Zane's brain, Billy Zane somehow this subconsciously knows it? all of the plot. I don't think it's that. I think he's a ghost and I've maybe or maybe it is that either way. I found that very distracting. That's distracting. A a real ghost. Then that might be the real phantom. So you are a phantom. Well, that's what I'm saying. It sort of belies the entire premise. The premise is, oh, it seems like this is a guy who can live forever. But actually, the true secret is that it's just a generational family that each one takes up the, the mantle of the last one as they die. So the myth is that he's a ghost. But the truth is, he's just a regular guy who can be killed. But actually, he's also a ghost. <laughs> I wonder if, if there is, I mean, now it just makes me want to, like, make it better, but there is something in the movie that they just straight up, he appears, and and every time he appears, there's generally someone around that's like, uh, who are you talking to, man? <laughs> Don't yeah, yeah, worry yeah. about it. Step on it. And then it's Al, always this You're talking Al, about his, his yes. great interactions with Al, the fantastic taxi cab driver. Also, yeah, it just feels like it's this, it's painted as this, like, oh, Quirky, fun thing that he does that just is talking to a, 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 a void in space next to him. But what I'm thinking that could be interesting if they were to elaborate more on it is that by having like the phantom has a duality to it, uh-huh. the, the term the phantom, because, yes, in its current form, being the the like 
arm of the phantom in the real world by being the son of the father that died previous, mm-hmm. you are like the ghost who walks because you're doing the bidding of the actual ghost. Yeah. And then you are the unfinished bit. You are finishing the unfinished business of the previous ghost. And then when that's done and then you die, your son has to finish your unfinished business. Wait, was this movie awesome? (laughs) No. Oh, okay. No. Uh, I found it distracting. Yeah, I found it distracting. Uh, On the question of, is this movie awesome? That leads us perfectly into our next segment. Um, which uh, also has a song. Here we go. Hold on. Well, yes. I don't have a name. <laughs> this this one, the song goes, uh, uh, oh, can you fill it? Yeah. Can you fill it? Oh, fill it. Fill in the review. <laughs> <laughs> and to be clear, were you saying fill it and feel it? Or was both, it always yeah. fill it? Okay. It's both. And Is one time fillet? it was like filet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Like, but the way they say it in England, where it's yeah. a fillet steak. Oh, I want to fillet. Hey, little fillet steak. Um, Chris, I've got some reviews here for the movie The Phantom. I've left portions of them blank, and I'd like you to fill them in. <laughs> Great. Um, <clears throat> Peter Travers of The Rolling Stone says, Expect this ghost of bad movies past to walk quickly back to the... Uh, to walk quickly to the back bins of Blockbuster, where it should be filed under a helpful heading... A, do not rent, B, monotonous and juvenile, or C, unwatchable schlock. Monotonous juvenile. Expect this ghost of bad movies past to walk quickly to the back bins of Blockbuster where it should be filed under a helpful heading, monotonous and juvenile. That's correct, Chris. You have one point in, can you feel it? Can you feel it? Give me a cut of the feel it. Uh, Love that song. Uh, 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 this is a, this is an open-ended question. There's not multiple choice. Okay. Jonathan Rosenbaum, by the way, uh, Peter Travers, very, very bad review. Didn't like it. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Rose, just if you were wondering there, Jonathan Rosenbaum of the Chicago Reader says, if these two characters were swapped, would any significant nuances be lost? Is an important question that he asks, which two characters does Jonathan Rosenbaum could be think could be swapped without any significant nuance being lost? I would say the two female leads, probably, right? No, he asks if Treat Williams were the phantom and Billy Zane, the capitalist villain, would any significant nuances be lost? Though I think you bring up an interesting point. Both the villain and the lead have sort of similar characterizations of like you know, grin through their teeth, say whatever they feel is on their mind, do whatever they want, white guys. And both of their female sidekicks also very similarly characterized. Uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum of the Chicago Reader did not like this movie either. (laughs) (laughs) Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times says, The Phantom is one of the blank, what adjective, uh, movies in any genre I have ever seen. A, most ambitious. B, best looking. C, cheesiest. D, most derivative. Most derivative. The Phantom is one of the best looking movies in any genre I have ever seen. Roger Ebert fucking loved The Phantom. Three and I should have known you were going to be flipping it. I should have known you would have been a positive in there. Three and a half stars. From elsewhere in Roger Ebert's three and a half stars review. 
Uh, he writes, Christy Swanson, whose Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a cult favorite, is blank and blank as Diana. I'm going to give you a list of adjectives. I wrote down 10. I want you to pick the two that he used in a positive review okay. to describe. That doesn't mean he's positive about Christy Swanson. Maybe it does mean he's unbelievably positive about Christy Swanson. Right. Two adjectives. Christy Swanson from Buffy the Vampire Slayer is blank and blank as Diana. Here's 10. Effortless, stiff, unlikable, plucky, winning, forgettable, miscast, athletic, intriguing, overly modern. I'm going to say this is his negative cut. This is a three and a half star review. If he said it was the best looking, my guess is that performatively and perhaps plot wise is where this movie was lacking. I think that landed firmly likely on some of these female characters shoulders sure by fault of their own so my guess is that it is stiff and forgettable christy swanson who's buffy the vampire slayer is a cult favorite is plucky and athletic as (laughs) diana (laughs) god plucky plucky and athletic athletic (laughs) is that just your way of saying like I got to say, I just think she's so hot. How do I, I say it? Think, How do I say it? I just think that body, though, you know? She's so, not I mean, great, but boy, she moves around and with what the is fluidity. Plucky? What is the definition of plucky? <laughs> just, Again, that's like... As, as like the character, describing the character as plucky makes sense, but what about her acting can be described as plucky? Like, she sucks in a lot of the scenes, but she kept showing up? Like, right. is that <laughs> what makes her acting plucky? Is her acting athletic, like in the way that a a singer who's doing choreography on stage while also singing could be deemed athletic? She's running, but she's delivering those lines athletically. I think I think that's what we got. And the timer's going off. I didn't have my ringer on, I realize. But the timer's going off. That's 30. What a that's 30. What do you want to take neck pace? Do you want to take a minute to summarize? Phantom before we end fanzine? I did have one thing I wanted to note that closing thoughts was in my head yes we were talking about the need to just briefly touch on um the actor who was portraying the villain um, treat williams treat williams i i i didn't know him from other stuff i couldn't recognize him from other things so to me i was like felt miscast his voice is so high and nasally too that it didn't it wasn't in the like but it wasn't in the like like <laughs> conniving kind of evil in this place. It was it was much more like a, I'm kind of a salesman and I'm going to yeah. have a good time here. <laughs> and then the scene, though, that I will say seemed like I hope he was having a good time because that's the only way I could justify the performance <laughs> is when he's holding the two fucking skulls. And then he's in the, the museum and glass yeah. starts shot. All the like, all the, destroying like uh, beautiful uh, stained glass portraiture. He's they have like eight different camera angles set up and they go with these comedic looks where he whips, whips up to the, um, to the windows. And clearly I think they probably said, Hey, listen, man, improvise, say some, say some stuff about how awesome it is. And he only, and he says, incredible. Can't believe it. How amazing. I love it. (laughs) Wow. Incredible. Yes. My favorite. Look at this. It felt like just a list of synonyms. Well, from- I think also like I think there, this is like early comic book movies, right? So I kind of feel like yeah. there are things that feel like they're thinking about how do you adapt a comic book to a and like that That's felt oh, to yeah. me like he's giving us pow. <laughs> it's 
so much that it was. He has one of my favorite lines I've seen a villain deliver in a very long time. His delivery of when the guy is harangue, he's giving his evil plan, and and he's talking about. Uh, how when we get two skulls, we'll we'll combine the two skulls and we'll blah blah blah. That's good. And That's a good impression, by the way. Thank Lean you. Into that. And somebody keeps interrupting him. He's like, "But you only have one skull. You only got the one skull." Well, what does it matter? You only got the one skull. And he uh, he says, "Ray, Ray, Ray, I'm gonna get the other skull, Ray." <laughs> and, That's right. It's so colloquial in this thing. He's like, "Ray, come, Ray." I'm going to get the other skull. And he says Ray so many times. I love him. I love Street Williams in this. And then he throws a spear through a guy that like in a boardroom meeting. I mean, he I killed think a guy mo- with a microscope. I think, I think that villain is it a was, blast. The, tonally, it was so many different places that I think I got uncomfortable not knowing what to latch onto because yeah, yeah, it did yeah, get no, colloquial 100%. at certain points. Also, like when he throws sure. a spear through the guy, there's like a hole that's that was like, I thought just very fun. Like, oh, this is like the moment after the moment. That's yeah. like a fun thing to do. They show he pulls the spear out. The guy falls to the ground. And then, of course, if the spear goes all the way through a guy and pins him to the wall, there's going to be something messed up on the wall behind the guy's corpse. Yeah. And that just shows him kind of like just fiddle with his <laughs> wallpaper there for a second. That's funny. There, the weird like modern stuff, uh, 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 like I, I found the the um, the Diana character to have a lot of weird colloquialisms mm-hmm. uh, and feel very modern and occasionally incredibly low stakes. Like there was, there's a line some, at some point, like they grab the phantom and they're like pulling him off uh, to like torture him somewhere. And she's, and she says in the like most relatable way I've ever heard, come on, let him go. Come on. <laughs> like no, no stakes whatsoever. Just come on, come on, let him Just go. Let him go. Ray, I'll find the skull. <laughs> Ugh, come on, I'll find the and skull, then, Ray. And then there's, but then you also intercut that with scenes like being on the pontoon of a plane that's about to crash into a uh, a wall and then jumping off of it onto a horse riding yes. at full gallop next to it. I thought that was great. Uh, the, the, like the practical stunts were a blast. It was genuinely very fun to see all of this, like insane stuff being done by people in a way that like, you know, a lot of that wouldn't is a, this is a friggin' expensive ass movie Yes, <laughs> in a, in a way that like current, very expensive movies are so much more. There's a lot of CGI. There's a lot of things that are, that are meant to feel impossible. And this is all stuff that's like, no, yep. Looks like they did it. <laughs> and you look at the streets in New, like their their version of New York and the streets. And you look at how many cars and extras and stuff. Yeah. It's like I think those were all really there. Yeah, I think we're on a back lot and we have just like hundreds of friggin' people. What I'm finding about fanzine, Jack, if I may, in the yes, dismount, and we're du- and we're out of it now. In the dis- in the dismount, right? Is just yeah. to say that like it's so c- crazy that a single movie can yield still so much to talk about. <laughs> How many episodes in are we on fan- Fanzine? Wow. Yeah, this is a, this is episode twenty five, and we've got seasons left oh, to cover. Incredible! Fanzine. Who knows yeah. what else we can find distracting years from now? <laughs> but I think those theme songs are perfectly honed. I'm yeah, I, they were all very well rehearsed. Do we talk? We 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 save talking about our podcasts. We'll talk about them the both end. at the end. Why don't we just jump straight into okay. whatever you got? Well, here's the thing. That I thought Jack was incredibly. Well structured. <laughs> I thought that you brought a lot of research to it. Thank you. I'm now going to propose. Uh, uh, you, if you were wondering why I was texting you, like, sorry, running behind, give me five. It's because I was transcribing <laughs> Peter Travers' uh, review of the Phantom. <laughs> well, 
Um, that work has gone far and beyond whatever work is going to go into this next one. Okay. Because, Jack, we're going to do the complete opposite. For my podcast that we're going to be doing in this episode, uh-huh. I wanted to set us up for a huge fail. I wanted us. I wanted to set us up for a challenge because if we're taking this seriously, we got to go into territory and podcasts that we might not feel fully comfortable with, Jack. Okay? Okay. If we're going to really check off a lot of boxes here. So what I'm proposing right now is that we're going to do a 30-minute improvised narrative podcast. Okay. <laughs> that's going to be... And and it can it's we're gonna be playing the characters. I might okay. put in little sound effects. <laughs> I don't know, but I've given us. I have three kind of worlds that we okay. can pick from. Okay, I'm gonna frame, start my frame timer of reference now. Here, okay, please, yes. I'm gonna start some... my timer now, so we at least have some uh, we, a parachute uh, on the horizon. We, here. you and I, did a fair amount of improv together in college 15 years ago, and yes. both of us kind of hit the wall at like long form. We were like, eh. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really that good at it. <laughs> we could do we could make We were uh, solid. We could yeah, but we could we we were we were fine short form guys. We were fine New short choice. form guys. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> know how I feel about that. New choice. That really hurts my feelings. New choice. Good idea. That was the like yeah, yeah, yeah. at which we gave our... up we gave up on long form because it felt like a lot of work to get good at and we yeah. never put in that work. And so now I'm <laughs> I'm asking that we in a public forum <laughs> force ourselves for the Love first it. time in many years to do this. Okay. So okay, great. I, as someone who knows very little about podcasts, I do know that there are podcasts out there where they're there. It's improvised podcasts. Sure. Um, and I thought that we could try a version of our own. And again, I'm the one that's proposing this. So I may also be setting us up as someone who doesn't really know much about podcasts. I'm going to put us, I'm setting us up for a world that's going to be very uh, hard to, to, to play out over the course of this, this 30 minutes. Okay. Um, but I have three, <laughs> I have three things for us to choose from. Okay. And I'm going to ask that you select the one that's most fun sounding to you. And then Jack, we're doing it in real time. We're, we're, we're just going to go for it. Is there right? any, there's not like a suggestion or anything. We're just going to be in, you're going to give a world yeah. and we will immediately launch into the world of that podcast. For yes. For 30 minutes minus however long I can stall this decision. <laughs> however long both of us do our circle talks right yeah, now yeah, while we're great. kind of giving our times. I will I say I noticed th- that you're circling and that makes me want to <laughs> circle. <laughs> I'll say that each of these ideas, I was trying to think of one of, of something that would like also keep the idea of podcasting a, a, a self-referential thing in these worlds. Like that, that, ah, that you'd that, like there to be a built-in a narrative device that allows uh, like first person talking to potential viewer. if we wanted okay. that. Okay. Here's my three options. Okay. Option one. This is the, the, this is um, uh, the world of this podcast is that um, one of us is a human in a witness relocation program on an alien planet. Okay. And we are potentially we're for a former journalist or something that's kind of documenting the experience yeah, on this alien a, planet. You've got to report home to your, to your rep, your yeah. FBI rep or whatever. Yeah. Right. And maybe you're with okay. a family there. Maybe there's aliens coming in. You can go walk around stuff like that. Great. Next one is similarly sci-fi. Yeah. And all of these, I'm assuming are going to be real ideas that we've talked about as pilot. ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Um, this next one is, uh, um, uh, intergalactic Noah's Ark. <laughs> All right, so we're yep. so we're you're you're a bunch of creatures, maybe on a on a on a on an ark. Okay. Another one is uh, like Bond and like the agent in his ear. 
So like maybe maybe this is but this this is more of like a a secret agent type that's on the field and it's almost like in between the moments of what might be going down in the action. You know what I mean? Like just kind of like a real time okay. how you do and kind of chat while we're, okay. we're building now. Um I'm going to I'm going to go with the the uh 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 the first one so that we have the improvised out of just saying alien words when we are panicking and trying yes. to fill time. We can just go like, but duh, I lost my clops, clops, bup, That's good, dude. See that? Okay. That's, that's, the, we got to save these. <laughs> this, this is, this is the good stuff. Okay. Okay. What is this podcast called, Chris? That's a great question. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's, uh, well, okay. I got a couple options for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can go like tape. 83. Okay. So this is like, you know, the 83rd documented yeah, yeah, yeah. tape. You'd uh, like it, to start in the middle, real hot start. That's good. Really, yeah. <laughs> um, or it could be, um, it could be uh, uh, space code 96451, you know, like a little area code. Yeah. Um, or it could be like, uh, uh, where the hell am I? I like space code 96541. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't remember if that was the same number you say. The but number this changes is... every episode. That's the charm of it. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Because he's constantly being relocated. Do we yeah, have to end? I, uh, Does it have walking. to end with him being sent to a new place? Okay. Uh, this is. Sp- <laughs> yeah. This is this is space code nine six four five two. Um, there's probably gonna be some music that podcast. plays. Yes. This is a fun improvised narrative podcast. I'm going to now get my brain into yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that face. You gotta, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, All right, we don't we want go. to discuss casting out of time. One of us will be no. the guy and some. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll figure We'll figure out where it goes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Let me get this turned back on here. Get this kind of figured out. We like this. This, this is good, right? It's like me and the, I'm the guy. It, yeah, okay, okay, okay. I'm not going to bail yet. Okay. Let me turn on record. Recording. Testing. Testing. Audio. Yes. You'd think I'd have the hang of this by now. A bit of a challenge here. Okay. Recording. Message. Hi. Um, Cindy, this this is Mike. Uh, just as, uh, this is the 83rd uh, tape in... Um, my various recordings, obviously, wanting me to send updates as we uh, as we go on. Things if are. You would like to leave a message? No, no. One, no. I. God damn it! Okay. Um, if you okay. would like to leave a message, press <laughs> one. No. Okay. Let me put. Yeah. Okay. One. Okay. Yes. Hello. Uh, sorry. C- message recording. Cindy, this is this is Mike. Um, uh. I sorry if you got a like half message from me just a second ago. I was uh, I was struggling kind of with the interface there, but I just wanted to kind of uh, uh, give you some updates. Uh, I'm okay. Things are things are uh, okay out here. I, 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 my my host family uh, has been nice. I guess if you could could describe them as that. I'm I'm uh, uh, seemingly healthy. Um, miss miss my family. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Miss miss. Uh, Miss my wife and kids, but I understand the needs to uh, not be there right now. Um, but uh, I wanted to, uh, um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to, to check in and ask if maybe you could could send a message to them, just saying that Dad 
is okay. Everything's going to be fine. Um, you know, th- intergalactic politics are what they are. Um, Dad did see <laughs> um, a, a space murder he shouldn't have. And it seems as though um, some people don't want him to testify uh, um, down the road. But he's going to do what he has to for the better of his planet and his species and um, his family. So if you could uh, 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 send that along. I don't know if you can edit it or snip it. I don't want the like lead in of my like thing to you I with this. A- oh, God. Um, hey. Yeah. Hey, hey, gravy. D- it's David. Um, yeah. Oh, hey. Yeah, David, uh, yeah. you're ready for dinner's up. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, Cindy, I gotta go. I'm gonna head off to uh, um, to dinner, uh, see if this is something I can actually actually eat. But the, yeah, again, the family's been been great. Uh, just give me any, any updates if you hear, hear one way or the other. really want to go home. So, Who are you uh, talking to, Gravy, David? Uh, 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 I'm talking. Well, it's, I'm talking to I'm talking to the the I'm talking to Cindy. You know the the person that's kind of handling the the relocation stuff. Oh. Okay, chill. So I just need well, to finish this. Let me know. <laughs> if you want dinner, I do want dinner. Hang on. Okay, Cindy, okay. I gotta go. I'm gonna. Okay, I'm going. All right, great. <sighs> I'm just gonna keep this recording for posterity. All right, hey everybody, sorry about that. Oh, look at. Okay, wow, what a what a meal here. Hey, uh, gravy. I just wanted to double check. How secret, just scale of one to one to ten, how secret is your presence here? Okay, should be... Like, I know that you're David <laughs> Gravy. Right. A.K.A. Mike. <laughs> Not going to tell anybody. I know that. My wife knows that. And my kids know that. My question is... One to ten. Nobody I tell? Couple people I tell. Nobody. Nobody. Okay. It's ten. Ten. Starting the nobody. Starting reflexively. Start, this should have already always. been the policy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. This is okay, because this is very important. Again, okay. if I if they if they find out where I am, that means uh-huh. that I won't be able to uh, to live anymore, no, essentially. That. And I can't I do you know, I, I wouldn't be able to be around to help um, um, shovel the schlop. Yeah. For you and 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 tuck in the tuckers, but it's like, who's the mailman gonna tell? Everybody. Well, mailmans keep good secrets, right? Because they are, they have to open the mail, check to make sure it's not a government conspiracy, and then keep whatever was in there a little secret just for themselves, right? So they're good secret keepers. So I kind of feel like tell a mailman. That's like telling telling the wind, you know. Oh, I would and just. I do. I do realize that the wind can also talk here. Yes. So I understand, but the wind also generally good at keeping secrets. So I feel like shouldn't be that concerned, right? I would ask, as I realize I'm imposing a lot on you here. Yep. And I've really appreciate all that you've done for me to kind of like help me feel more at home. The idea that you all, you know, grew out arms and legs to look more humanoid, and the to fact- give hugs, gravy. I love your hugs. Yeah, little little sloppy, but I love the, I love your hugs. I love that you've also you know up the gravity in here so I can actually walk and kind of function. That's nice. Just trying to make you comfortable. 
I would ask one last thing, and that's yep. that you tell nobody, especially the wind or the mailman, that I am who I am. Keep calling me Gravy. I realize I keep, I, it, I'm, I'm quick to react that I want one of my other names, David or Mike, Mike being obviously my given middle name. That's the secret one, right? Yes. Okay. Here's my thing. And this is on you. This is just like quick. What do you want to do about this? Should we kill the mailman? I Did you tell the mailman? I told the mailman on like day oh, one because God. we didn't have this discussion yet. We have to kill the mailman. All right. We have to kill the mailman. All right. I've, I've, I've met the mailman three times. He's awesome. Obviously, everybody's met the mailman and he's a great keep, keeper Who of secrets. Else, when did you tell the mailman and how many other creatures could he have told? Day one. So it's been, what, 83 days based 83 on me days listening today. in on your logs? Uh, yeah. You've been listening so, to my logs? I was listening through the door because I was like coming up to knock to tell you that dinner was ready. I did remember then, that like, now. And so I, I announced myself. I hear that. I did okay. hear you. I just wasn't I sure at myself. what point you, you heard. Yourself. Okay, don't make this about us. This I don't, is not about us. I'm sorry. I know. Okay. I know. I know. It's just I'm, I'm, being, I'm feeling a little I'm feeling a little hot right now. It's probably from this mag. It's either the magma that's in front of us that I'm assuming is dinner. Yeah. Or it's the fact that I I'm said a it little... was going to get cold, I just, and the time horizon on that is about forty-five years. It's going to slowly cool. So get to eating, bud. We got. I I lost my appetite. Okay, and that's no offense to y'all. Hey, you better you better get some food in you if we're going to go hunt down a freaking mailman. Do you know what kind of defenses an armored mail truck has to make sure that the government secrets are kept? Okay, I don't. so you better you better it up, bud. All right, here I go. I'm gonna just I, what do I just with my hand? Yeah, I mean, you can use a fork. I mean, Jesus. I don't know the cousin. Is that, I'm that's still what learning you said, right? Jesus. Is that that's the yes? Jesus was guys? the yeah, yeah. That you guys are actually catching on to a lot of our colloquialisms pretty quickly. Thank you. Thank you. Some of us are making accommodations for this living arrangement. I'm Others trying to eat of us, lava. Okay, that's, I'm trying to do my part here, and you're asking me to eat a magnanimous rock. Is it magnanimous? Is it magnus? Magnus? Ma- mag- 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 it's not magnanimous. It's but not it might mag- be magnanimous. It's not like a gregarious. It's like a ma- mag- magmal? magmus, magmal? magmanate. Let me take a bite. Ow! Ow! That is okay. Yeah, hands are blistered. I'll use a fork. Thank you. <sighs> Can Meanwhile, I? on the mail route. <laughs> <sighs> I hate this job. Always keeping secrets. Always keeping secrets with no one ever wanting to hear what I have to say. But boy, do I have a secret that could really get me a promotion. That could really get me something along the way. Hey, Kevlar! Hey. Hey, Barl. What's the mail brought in today? Well, looks like we got three slobbies. There you go. Got another... (sighs) Googles. <laughs> oh, these things really pile up on you. I mean, you pay them off, and then the next week, and then the next week, and then the next week. Got another Google. All hey. right. Yep. You know, uh, uh, never mind. I just had a. I, I, I uh-huh. want to get something off my chest, okay? Which one? Front chest? Back chest? Back chest. Mid chest? Okay, go for it. Do you. So. I, 
feel like I'm always on this job, keeping everybody's governmental secrets. That's the job! Right, but I'm starting to feel just a little bit like no one ever wants to hear what I... No, I've, I'm, I'm out here giving all these Googles and all these bops, but do you want to hear something cool? I mean, sure, I do. <laughs> I do also have to get a get inside but no um, come on yeah, just no. real quick i just have to yeah. get this off my back go for it my 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 mother's here so i was i don't want to leave her uh, but go for it no go, go ahead oh were those all your kids yep and she's like good at watching them like she's good at it but it doesn't it doesn't like fill her with joy you know she she's like skilled at watching my kids but i can tell it's like a big ask every time i do it like it really wears on her you know so it's like i'd love to pop back in and just kind of relieve her but also i'm you know i'm here for you my my mailman who i see every once in a while go well, for it i appreciate that and just to be clear do you you tell your kids and your your mother everything no oh okay so this secret no, could be Jesus. safe with you? I mean, safe from my three-year-old child, yeah. I don't tell her everything. What would that What would that relationship be? That's so unhealthy if you tell your three-year-old everything. I don't have kids, no, so fine. I don't I don't know how this goes. Okay, I'm just having just a bad go, day. I just need to talk to someone. Just get, get it out. Go ahead. Get it out. There's a human hiding up the street. A what? One of those bona fide, true to form, humanoid humans. Why? How did it get here? Why? From what I've read, and you can this is you won't tell your three year old this. I'm not telling my three year old basically anything. Like I tell her what colors are which colors. I don't tell her friggin' my business. Just let alone some uh, human. Just to say, this information is very sensitive. Yeah. And I know three year olds talk a lot. Uh-huh. Is that true? Do three-year-olds talk a lot? They're expressing themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, they're sort of, language is fresh. She's been talking for like a year and a half. Um, so like language is still very fresh. She sort of will name everything she sees. She wants to sort of go on little tangents. They talk a lot, yeah. But not about secrets, because I'm not telling them any. Great. Because this, yeah, this just feels great. I can feel my back deflating as I say this to you. Okay, so why, yeah, why is the, why is the human relocation. Here? Apparently, from what I gather, this human witnessed the the Xanderfus. You know, okay. the Xanderfus family? The Xanderfus murder? Yeah. He was there. It all, all right, happened well, in his backyard. I'm glad that's off your chest, but you don't have to worry. I mean, that means nothing to me. I'm not going to tell anybody. Good night, mate! Oh, no, the wind! Wait. Oh, no, the wind! Yeah, your secret's not safe with me! <laughs> okay, there's the mailman. Gravy, you've been saying there's the mailman to hype yourself up for like six minutes now. I'm saying, yep. So friggin' do something about it. I you want to keep your secrets, do something about it. We don't know when it could be too late. We don't know when he's telling somebody. I just, I'm a little hesitant to jump out of this bush because of all the different, you said there's a bunch of security measures. Just go over it one more time. Okay, every bush comes with a laser grid. And when you exit the bush, the laser grid is tripped. And then the bush's siren rings. And then the bush's bear trap is deployed. And then the bear trap rings its own siren, which sends out a signal. And the only way to dismantle all of a bush's security features 
is worth wishes. Okay. Have you used any? Not yet, no. All right, well, there you go, man. Okay, so I have to... Is the best... Okay, just so just to be clear. The best bet is to just run out of this bush quick as I can, let all those things happen, make a wish, disarm yeah. it, shoot yes. the mailman. Yeah, well, then you got to deal with all the security features on the mailbox. Well, that's what I Were wanted to... Were you asking okay. about that? Yes, okay. that's what oh, I meant. Okay, I thought, okay, okay. I thought that was just... Well, there's a, there's a great vulnerability in those. And listen... Not, I'm not, I don't believe in coincidences. Okay. Okay. Would you believe that I engineered that very mail bus? Or do you remember that my job is librarian and I do, so I don't believe in coincidences. So what do you think? Do you think I know it or do you think I'm a librarian? I think you're a librarian is what it sounds like. Well, coincidence you might because when I was in college, I worked on those very mail buses. Here's the vulnerability. Okay. Okay, upper left corner of that window, you see that there? There's a little there's a little peephole yeah. that they have Ooh. to use when they telescope the telescope out to right. see if there's any male poachers around. Right. That's gonna be you want a high angle, shoot right there. Shoot through that. Yeah. And then that angle will assumedly direct target. No, to I mean, the then you have to be a good shot, but I was assuming you oh. were, right? Aren't you some sort of master criminal from Earth? No, I just I just saw somebody get I saw what looked to me, like a gas cloud kind of just like dissipated. So I just thought it was a little cloud in my backyard, and I found out later it was some sort of a, like a <gasps> murder or something. You didn't tell me you saw the Sanderflues murder. I. Well, then you better kill this mailman. Oh, oh no! I, I'm, that's my that's my plan. Listen, actually, you know what? Maybe if. If, if it weren't too much trouble, you could do it. You have all the secrets. You know all the stuff. You know how to use this gun. I don't. This is like a this is a gun from your planet. Hold on, listen, and I don't want to. I don't want to have. I don't want to like couch couch therapist here. Okay. What's the phrase? I don't want to like you know armchair therapist you right now. Yeah. But Good. Do Thank you, really you for, wanna... again for using our colloquialisms. I appreciate yep. that. I'm learning. Jesus freaking Christ, man. I don't want to be an armchair quarterback. Monday morning dipshit. All right. Dollars that's... for donuts. This friggin' asshole. That's... Those are well, all your phrases, right? That was most of the ones I could remember and put in a book, yes. I don't want to armchair therapist you here, but are you sure you want to witness a second alien murder? Doesn't that seem like we're just you're just going to be shipped to another planet where someone's going to be after you for wanting you to testify in my trial after I kill a mailman? Like, this feels like a cycle that's just going to repeat itself 84 times, you know? I don't think you want that shit. <sighs> you're probably right. That's probably not a good idea for this situation to be somewhat repeatable and, and, and kind of, like, cyclical. But you know yeah, what? so just kill him yourself. I think you should do it. All right, dude. <laughs> okay. I mean, I got a wife and kids, and uh, they're sitting, you know, three blocks from here, but uh, whatever, what if, man. What if we meet in the middle here, okay? I I go through all these bu these bush traps. Yeah. You exploit the weakness up top. Yeah. I pull the trigger. Accomplices. Right in the middle. Okay, so I'm just aiming? You're just aiming. I'm pulling the trigger. All yeah. right, fine. Cool, dude. All right. I mean, gravy. It's your friggin' funeral. Well, you don't seem very excited about this plan. I'm trying to make sure that we're on the same your page Your plan here. is the same plan that I had, except I'm a friggin' tripod in this plan. So well, that's fine. One, you're Rest the one that gun. also said I had to kill him. There's no other option. And you're right. I see that now. But I just felt like you were very quick to want to kill this guy. Is there something personal that you have against the, the mailman at all? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm What? We went to college together. He 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 didn't like me. Let's do this. I'm gonna put in so many good sound effects. There's gonna be a lot of sound effects right now. And this is yeah okay. So we're accomplices and we're accomplices. The wind. That's right. The wind. Who also happens to be chief assassin for the Zandaflues gang. Uh, you. But 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 I I I'm not I'm not who you think I am. I'm just a normal uh, gooplocksh here. I live here. I'm a normal gooplocksh. You're a human. Your secret's out, and I'm gonna suck myself right out of your lungs, Buster. No, no. <laughs> Pretty cool way for the wind to kill somebody you maybe didn't think about. I don't have lungs. I just I'm just one of those one of you guys that eats lava. That's that's all I am. You're you're very clearly a human. And even your friend looks more like a human than he usually does. It's very obvious. Well, he grew arms and legs. Human. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a huge yeah. tell. Why would that? If you were disguised, why wouldn't you become more like us rather than having us become more like you and just make your house a dead giveaway? I'm very distracted by this. I find this very distracting. <laughs> If you like distracting things, we should talk about a podcast I listened to the other day. That's on Dang. a that's on a tangent. Oh, <laughs> quick, 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 Gravel, run! I'm gonna take care of the wind for you. Yes, you're gonna witness this wind murder, but you're gonna be safe. And at this point, that seems like the best compromise, I guess. That's sort of like we're running out of options. Yeah, I, I'd yeah. say I put it here. Let me help you. This will make it not. Fully your fault that you killed the wind. Yep. I didn't eat your dinner. I kept the mag- magnanimous rock <gasps> all along in the side. Because here's the Perfect. secret. If you put it under the wind, heat rises. We're going to turn this bitch to steam. Was that over <laughs> if he was water returning? Yeah, yeah he's, he's kinda, got water he's in him. Like, right? Yeah, it's, it's humid out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then such good sound effects of, of the of wind like, getting wind killed. and stuff. Also... <laughs> It, it it worked, it worked. But 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 now I've witnessed another alien murder. Oh, gosh, would you like to send a message? Would you like to send a message to Cindy? <sighs> yes. Would you like to send a message? <sighs> Gooplox, I've got a. Your name is Gooplox, right? All along. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just I've got to send. I've got to. <sighs> I think I've got to move on to another planet. Cindy just paged me. Whoa, living a lot of friggin' wreckage in your wake, bro. Well, yeah, I thought it was going to be an open and shut kind of clean, clean cut thing here, but it got really complex and complicated in a way that I can't even keep up with anymore. Well, do you want to summarize? I can summarize for you. That would probably be helpful, but the mailman's okay, it seems. The mailman's fine, and 
I, I was thinking about it. Like, him not liking me in college, not a great reason to kill somebody. So I was just like, what if this? What if I put, like, a little prank in the mail next time I put my mail out? I'll, like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> I put a little, like, stink bomb in there. and be He like, seemed <laughs> kind of unlikable, too. He kind of, like, was a bit uh, of a jerk-sounding guy. You get it. I mean, you get it. But yeah. that doesn't mean we need to kill somebody. No, like, right. the stakes of my college grudge are not that hot. Right. So to summarize, you know, I told a little secret to the mailman who... You know, despite us not getting along in college, I do still, like, I seek his approval. So, like, I was right. like, he came by with the mail, and I was like, oh, I got a little secret to tell, because I'm, like, desperately trying to get this guy to like me, even though he's not a good friend, has never been there for me, doesn't, has, not, has never taken an interest in my family. Um, so, I told him a secret. He, it seemed like, from what we saw from the bushes, it seemed like he was going to tell Somebody else who's, I don't think we ever got their name. Uh, and then the wind found out. You get it. I mean, the wind found out. And then, uh, and then yeah, I killed the wind. I mean, I killed, how can you, you know, to the extent that you can, I killed that portion Turned of Turned it to wind. steam. Yeah. And then the, and it seemed like the then, mailman oh, sorry, still the, told the other guy we saw, but we didn't shoot. We tried to shoot the mailman. We set off all those traps and we got there, but the wind cut us off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the yeah. mailman's still out there, and then the mailman obviously is is gonna get me arrested, which right. is why like you're gonna be called upon as a witness in my murder trial against that portion of the wind. Right. What's I'm sorry. What is confusing here? I think I was just caught up in the adrenaline of the whole the whole thing. Now that okay. my 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 um, I have this thing called a heart, and now that my heart rate has kind of come down a little bit, I'm starting you to just wanted to recap, see a little bit more clearly. Yeah, right. but I I just want to thank you from the bottom of my. Heart um, <laughs> for, for for hosting me on this 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 eighty third day of my intergalactic travels. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, it seems like yeah, I'll have to check back at another point. But Cindy's saying I have to move on because I think that I might be a bit uh, in, in a bit more trouble out here. Quick quick question, and this is just for my edification. Yeah. Um, not to Monday sort of quarterback. Um, but mm-hmm. this is day eighty three. Yeah. Yeah, of how many of those days um, did you go to a new planet, mm-hmm. tell somebody about the murder you witnessed, mm-hmm. then have somebody else murder somebody to cover up your not the knowledge of you being a witness to a murder? Funny, well, funny you should ask. This is the eighty third time that that's happened. All right, well, this show fucking sucks. Had <laughs> <laughs> to that bullshit. <laughs> You knew it was a show all along? No, I'm saying, isn't that a, one of those idioms that you guys use? The show must go on, the show, the show's over, the show sucks. Yeah. The show, the show is full of plot holes and repetitive, and people are going to listen to the show and go like, but didn't he say that you've been here since day one, and on day one you told me the secret, but I was day 83, so is he going to a new planet each time, or has he been on the same planet the whole time, and they're going to be like, did you find that distracting? I did, and I'm going to be like, get the heck out of here. Well, sometimes life is more complex than just a simple story, and this is real. So that's where it gets layered and complicated, and the reality is that I've set up a situation now where I need to go to, to jail, or I need to go to intergalactic courtrooms 83 times um, in what is kind of an inception-like uh, courtroom system, kind of like to um, dismantle and, and kind of so uh, have you, save my lives. Have you learned anything? Uh, probably that it's not in my best interest to do anything other than staying in my room, sending messages, and just trying to chill. Got a big mouth well, on this guy. Well, 
Beautiful. Message sent. And lesson learned, Mike. And that was 30. And that was 30. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, hey, there Jack, it is. I mean, that's something, right? I mean, there it is. Listen, if you're allowed to be very meta and call out all of your own plot holes, and, and you're allowed to just default to alien gibberish, then we're pretty good. Imp- <laughs> we're pretty good improvisers. I fully, um, the moment when I became the postman or the mailman was the moment I was like, oh God, now yeah. this is, yeah, this is longer than I, th- than I, uh, had anticipated. And then when it became like plot and, and kind of like we're, we're going to multiple scenes was then yeah. where it started to get, um, it started to get intense. And then I realized, wait, we just did what I think was an incredibly um, entertaining and wow, just like a really like polished seemed yeah. like it was written type of my question is, podcast. yeah, and this isn't and this isn't usually the question we're going to be answering here. But that was your pitch was that we do the pilot for an improvised podcast. My question is, did we just write? The scripted pilot for a perfectly scripted podcast. Right. So in that way, it was a failure. Should should we should we can I ask, should we call in as many favors as possible to get some very talented voice actors (laughs) (laughs) to perfectly recreate? That was the writing session. For... <laughs> that was the, yeah, that was the quick brainstorm. We'll yeah. have somebody transcribe it word for word. Uh, and, and call in, there was call some in. full circle crap going on in there. Listen, you know. listen, it, it wasn't that much worse than the Phantom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I feel like we, I think it was, uh, um, I felt, I felt proud that we, 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 we jumped into the ether together there. You know? Yes. So, that's what we got to do in this thing, Jack. We got to be that's okay. That's what this has to be about. Yeah. So we're at the end of episode two of Chris and Jack's podcast, Pilot the Podcast. The thing we're going to start doing at the end of all of these is having a quick evaluation session of those two podcasts so that we can be kind of forming opinions about which one should be eventually our podcast. And of course, we're always very open to, to your feedback, input, and suggestions as well. So, Chris, let's let's talk about both of these podcasts and asking: Was this a good podcast? Was this for a good the two podcast? different podcast ideas? And then, do we vote between those two? Which one? Yeah, let's won? pick which one we think would be would be uh, more deserving of a of an episode two. And my lean right now is neither burn them both. <laughs> But, you know, yep. uh, here I'm going to lead us through. We, we came up with three questions that we think are relevant things to ask about each podcast. Let's start with Fanzane. Great. Question number one. Was it fun? Did we have a good time? I had a good time. Fanzane I had a was good fun. Time. I had a good time. I definitely got a little stressed out of like there. I watched that movie and I was like, should we have told people to watch this movie? This movie's like so dated and problematic and like, ooh, I got stressed by it. So then going into it and feeling like we should talk about some of that stuff, but also should we talk about all that stuff? So that there was some there was a stressful undercurrent for me. For sure. Fancy. I see that. No, I think that the I think I, I'd say on a fun scale. Yeah. That's a that's a probably a three point five out of five. I'd go with Ebert. Okay, cool. Um, the the um, 
I will say there were some great segments. Segments were fun, segments and I do want to and your songs myself I thought were very well polished and nice. Thank you, thank you. They yes. were they were they were um, as well rehearsed as podcast number two. Yeah. Um, our second important question to ask about each podcast was it repeatable. These are pilots. We're supposed to be making the first episode of what would then be a long running beloved podcast. Do how many more episodes do we think we have in our in our stomachs for fanzine? I think it's pretty hard to repeat mm. fanzine. Let me tell you some other segments I thought about. Great. That could have been that could have been in this one. That could be hot hot in episode two. Okay. A fun modern recast. Oh, who would we put in it if we were making it now? We could do a two part episode about that. Two part episode about that. Um, a deep dive into what films influenced Phantom? What films did Phantom influence? Do you think when the trailers for Phantom was coming out, when people were getting hyped about Phantom before they saw the movie, do you think that is when a, a, a studio executive greenlit The Mummy? Because maybe they were like, Phantom's going to be fucking huge and we're going to need our version of Phantom. And that's what inspired The Mummy. And then little did they know, they they blew right past Phantom. Yep. These are fun segments that could get us at least halfway into episode two. So is it fully repeatable? No. Is it three quarters repeatedly repeatable? Probably. Maybe that's overselling it. Yeah, I think I think kind of fun, not that repeatable. I think I think it, I, okay. I will say this though, in on in in truth and honesty, I think yep. it would be repeatable. I think it would become more and more fun the more we would repeat it. I think I mean, that if, the deeper if it was, and if deeper the premise and was deeper, we had to keep watching Phantom. I do yeah. think we would we would find new depths to plumb. Yeah. Uh, question number three, a very important question: Does this podcast add value to the world? Wow. Wow. I mean, I'm trying to find it. Because eventually find a, we'll find a podcast that does. Yeah, I'm trying to find so the right way to say no. Yeah, I don't I don't think anybody needs this podcast. Did we need it, it Jack? <laughs> oh, it was very cathartic. I think we needed it a little bit. It's yeah. always important, I think, for us to to uh 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 reexamine things that we consider potentially influencing us. I think that's a very healthy thing to do um, as creatives and as people. I and in 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 that way, you know, maybe there is some value that adds. It's it gives us a little bit of a feeling of of like we sh- we we all could benefit from finding the phantom in ourselves mm. to go back and reexamine. You know, let's, and let's, is that a metaphor for your dad who can tell you exposition? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, very very efficient plot device in life wouldn't mind that honestly if, if if my dad my my dead dad came back and then just started like just telling me like important kind of facts about like the trajectory of my life but in a, yeah. like just a factual way not like a cut with any emotion kind of thing i'd be like that'd be helpful that undeniably helpful maybe phantom was good we keep circling back to that maybe we yeah, shouldn't maybe be afraid good. to just love phantom maybe the maybe the, the 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 true version of the repeatable version of this podcast would be fanzane colon was it good <laughs> somehow that's yeah, somehow yeah, yeah. that inflection and comes each across. Each episode will will loop back and yeah. re-examine and yeah, yeah, great. Podcast number two. What do we call it? <laughs> space code. Space code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space nine, code six nine, one zero, five four five, something like that. Four something like that. Yeah, and that's um, all in the title, by the way. And it is also something like that. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Was it w- fun? Was it fun? I had a good time. 
I had a good time. I had a great time in that one. <laughs> I don't know I, if it's a fun listen. I had a good time. I think it's. I think it was. Ner- I got. I got. I got nervous midway through because I was like, "Oh, we're really in it now." And now there's things that are like, there's a lot of plates that are spinning in my head now that I feel like we need to kind of keep track of. So then it became yeah. a little bit work in my head that I For didn't sure. do good a good job of. But we I feel also, like we dusted off more and then get better at it. But it was fun. I remembered too late a classic long form trick of the trade, which is like if you name a character, if you give another character a name, say it two or three times right out the gate. Yeah. Get it in there a couple times in a row. Because there were some characters that uh, I never, I never, (laughs) and then it was just that awkward actual social thing where it's just like, I'm sorry, I don't remember your name and it's too late to ask again. And also we got real mixed up about if, if Gravy, Dave, Mike, I was, if, was he... Was there a cover name? What? Who knows what? Layers, yeah. layers, layers. And that probably and then it, plays off of my naivete <laughs> around witness relocation. Because my assumption, probably wrongfully, is that when you're in a witness relocation program, someone, at least if you're in like a host family, the host family No, that know. makes sense. Yeah, that I, I, my character should have been like an agent, right? <laughs> Not but just that's also interesting that he was a librarian. You know? Yeah, wow. Wow. But I had fun. And it I was episode fun. 83, so obviously people would have All by this point been like, you got That gotta. was a weird conceit that we committed to. Yeah. <laughs> For the pilot of this, it was a weird conceit. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but was it fun? Yes. You tell us if it was any fun to listen to, but we had a fun time. Was it repeatable? I... I feel like we, I think because of its, of its malleable nature, we could find the way that it would be repeatable. You just insert another crazy sci-fi thing that, 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 that steers it. I think it's repeatable. I think, could we do more, could we do more, uh, uh, improvised sci-fi podcasts for sure? Very repeatable. Oh yeah. Does that, did we set ourselves up well narratively for that specific thread to uh, continue repeatably? I don't know. No, nope. I'll say. <laughs> but it could, that I mean, yeah, t- I mean, it could be like each time he's. At, uh, I think by summarizing at the end and putting into the narrative that it's incredibly redundant and the same thing happens every episode, that made it feel less repeatable. <laughs> but right. Without that, setting that aside, it maybe could have been repeatable. I'd say also my discovery in there creatively that. I- almost was like, oh, that's the version of this I think I'd have the most fun with, would be like an interview show, but the person that you're interviewing is an alien and you're learning about their planet and stuff. So it's more like in the format, you don't need to worry about all these plot things. You can kind of just start steering someone in crazy directions. That's a good pitch. That's Put that one in the craw like Fanzane got in the craw. Yeah. That's a good pitch. Um, Finally, and of course, most importantly, do we feel like um, this podcast adds value to the world? I want to further that question with some. I have a question: Is it? Yeah. Um, does it add value to this world? Our world? No. Another world? Oh wow! Maybe. Beautiful, beautiful. I love yeah. that. Um, so it might add value to another world. In our world, there's probably a lot of other improvised narrative podcasts that uh, maybe would be better. But yeah. for another planet. To learn about us. Very right. helpful. Wow. Very helpful. Wow. Um, so there we go. So those both are of these questions about both of those podcasts. Two Which out of three. One? Two out of three good, you know? I feel like also I think that's I a generous say, reading of fanzine. It's kind of like the triangle of of low budget. You get you only get two. For there's, sure. There's fast, easy or there's fast, quick, cheap. 
Yeah. You pick two. So for us, these both both these podcasts, it's like, was it fun? Was it repeatable? Did it add value to the world? Pick two. You can't have all three. And with Phantom, you didn't really necessarily have any, but that's right. But you pick pick two to think about. You can pick two and think about that. Uh, if you were to make, if you were to insist that we make a second episode of one of these mm-hmm. and made one of these our full time, uh, which podcast is closer to being worthy of a second episode? Which one won this episode? I am going to say Fanzane won this episode. <laughs> You'd rather make a second episode of Fanzane and just see what happens when we had to keep talking about the Phantom? I could see, I think I think the <laughs> improvised one was the right pebble in the pond on the uh, breaking the surface tension of yeah, doing yeah, an improvised. Yeah. Uh, um, I would want to alt on the premise a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like Fanzane would be fun to get into another episode so that we could get plumbing deeper and deeper and deeper i could see it maybe being fun <laughs> i uh uh definitely would not agree but you're kind of convincing me my instinct right. was uh, very obviously to be the other one but i think i i do agree that if we were to do an improvised narrative podcast we would want to start fresh not pick up <laughs> no that would but maybe that's the version of it is that every time it's a new improvised thing but i guess that's right, kind right, of what right. we're already doing but that's not what we pitched today what we pitched today was right. that it's called Space, Space code, code nine six <laughs> one four five yeah. or something yeah and that that does not feel that yeah yeah I, I'm with you I guess I would I yeah. guess you've convinced me wow um, if we're gonna make a second episode it would be a fan thing well you guys um, tell us if either of these should ever have a second episode <laughs> and we'll keep our eye on really we're, we're we would hope that one day we find something that we could repeat but until <laughs> then we're gonna keep bringing some new podcast ideas your way and hope that you enjoy them. Thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, and hey. And and tell us what in this episode did 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 did, did you find? Did 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 did, did, did distracting. distracting. What did you find? What did you find? What did you find distracting? <laughs>